Chapter thirty nine of Plum Pudding of Diverse Ingredients Discreetly Blended and Seasoned. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Plum Pudding of Diverse Ingredients Discreetly Blended and Seasoned by Christopher Morley. A Letter to a Sea Captain. To D. W. B. Dear Captain, you are the most modest of men, but even at the risk of arousing your displeasure, we have it on your mind to say something about you. We shall try not to be offensively personal, for indeed we are thinking not merely of yourself, but also of the many others of your seafaring art who have always been such steadfast servants of the public, the greatness of whose service has not always been well enough understood but perhaps it is only fair that the sea-captain so unquestionable an autocrat in his own world should be called upon to submit to that purging and erratic discipline which is so notable a feature of our american life publicity it is not enough understood we repeat how valuable and charming the sea-captain is as an agent and private ambassador of international friendship perhaps we do not know you until we have seen you at sea may the opportunity serve anon we have only known you with your majesty laid aside your severity relaxed but who else so completely and humorously understands both sides of the water and in his regular movements from side to side acts so shrewd a commentator on anglo-american affairs who takes more keen delight in our american ways in the beauty of this new york of which we are so proud who has done so much to endear each nation to the other yours true to your blood for you are scott scottorum is the humorous way how many passengers you have warmed and tickled with your genial chaff hiding constant kindness under a jocose word perhaps teasing us americans on our curious conduct of knives and forks or for a change taking the cisatlantic side of the jape esteeming no less highly a sound poke at british foibles all this is your personal gift it is no necessary part of the master's equipment to be so gracefully conversable of the graver side of the sea captain's life though you may say little we see it unconsciously written in your bearing some of us who know just a little about it can guess something of its burdens its vigils and its courages there is something significant in the obscure instinct that some of your friends have to seize what opportunity they can of seeing you in your own quarters when you are in port for though a ship in dock is a ship fettered and broken of much of her life and meaning yet in the captain's cabin the landsman feels something of that fine faithful and rigorous way of life it is a hard life he knows a life of stringent seriousness of heavy responsibilities and yet it is a life for which we are fool enough to speak the fool's word of envy it is a life spared the million frittering interruptions and cheerful distractions that devil the journalist it is a life cut down to the essentials of discipline simplicity and service a life where you must at necessity be not merely navigator but magistrate employer and priest birth death and all the troubles that lie between fall under your sway and must find you unperturbed but when you go out of that snug cabin for your turn of duty at any rate you have the dark happiness of knowing 
that you go to a struggle worthy your powers the struggle with that old immortal unconquerable and yet daily conquered enemy the sea and so you go and come you go and come and we learn to count on your regular appearance every four weeks as we would on any stated gesture of the zodiac you come eager to pick up the threads of what has been happening in this our town what book people are talking about what is the latest jape and what your taste being so catholic percy and freddy are up to and you in turn bring news of what they are saying in sauce hill street or fleet street and what books are making a stir on the other side you take copies of american books that catch your fancy and pass them on to british reviewers always at your quixotic task of trying to make each side appreciate the other's humor for though we promise not to give you away too personally you are not only the sea captain but the man of letters too eminent in that field in your own right there must be some valid reason why so many good writers and several who have some claim on the word great have been bred of the sea great writing comes from great stress of mind which even a journalist may suffer but it also requires strictness of seclusion and isolation surely on the small and decently regimented island of a ship a man's mind must turn inward surrounded by all that barren beauty of sky and sea so lovely and yet so meaningless to the mind the doomed business of humanity must seem all the more precious and deserving of tenderness perhaps that is what old george herbert meant when he said he that will learn to pray let him go to sea end of chapter thirty nine end of plum pudding of diverse ingredients discreetly blended and seasoned by christopher morley